Actually, this is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio, In Your Face. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and we have another great guest uh, waiting in the wings to come on. Uh, he's uh, an MMA fighter. He's a martial artist first. He's been in in the in the the world of martial arts for thirty something years. Okay, and he's still fighting, uh, not because of the money, not because he has nothing better to do but because he's continually testing his skills, okay? And he's a genuinely uh, great guy, and he's uh, actually a, a teacher par excellence. No, no, I'm not even pulling punches with that one, okay? But he's been around the circuit. He uh, got his, he got involved in mixed martial arts in, in his early 40s, and this Saturday at the age of 49, he's getting back in the cage in Plymouth, Mass., uh, at the cage fighting extreme, to uh, to to get back in there and prove to himself, not to anyone else, but himself, that he still has it and he's still bringing it. And uh, his opponent's going to get a, a a nice lesson, a life lesson. I have no doubt about it. But anyway, he's on hold, and let's uh, bring on Mike Loco Lobo Gresh. <laughs> All right, we have uh, Loco Lobo Mike Gresh on the line. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lois. Nice to be here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you came on. It was a tough journey getting on here. My God, I had to, <laughs> I had to, had you have your people call my people, and then they call some other people uh, that we didn't even know, and then all of a sudden, you know, other people were calling other people. This went around China, India, and it came back over here, and now, now, now we have you on the show. <laughs> My bad, my bad. <laughs> it happens, it happens. So now, you know, uh, I want our, our listeners to understand uh, more about you. You know, you're a, a a true martial artist through and through. You're not right. an MMA fighter per se. You're a martial yeah. artist first. Okay. Hey, I've been a martial artist for 38 years, yes. Yeah, now how, how did you... Uh, how did you get involved in martial arts? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a long road for you. Uh, sure. A lot of people know you from the MMA world. You know, you're 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 a champion right. in your own right. But I want to crank it back a little bit and go uh, right. through your journey. Uh, how did you get involved in martial arts? Well, my dad was uh, a martial artist when he was young, and uh, when I was 12 years old, 10 years old, um, he he kind of signed me up. Uh, we were like the only karate school on the Cape. And I was fortunate to uh, start my training with uh, Sensei Art Rabisa, who was a, a legendary figure in the Northeast in full contact karate. And the style was Weichiru Karate, so I immersed myself in that style uh, for many years and uh, you know, learned a lot from uh, Sensei Art Rabisa, who I consider one of my, uh, uh, still one of my uh, idols. So that we go back a long time with the traditional martial arts. I've been fortunate to have really good trainers, Lewis. Yeah, you. But you've been trained, or you actually trained in various styles. Absolutely, I'm a uh, I'm a black belt in Weichiru Karate. I'm also uh, called a black belt in Hawaiian Kempo. 
and the black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, so you know, and I've trained, you know, you know, of course, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a level, uh, level two trainer under crew, Mark Delagrati from the famed City of Tom camp, and also trained with Joe Murphy and Xi Kundo for many years up in Waltham, who's a fantastic practitioner. So, I, like I said, in the Northeast, I've searched out some of the best instructors around, and, and it's, you know, it's, been time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears, but I think in the long run it's paid off. Well, maybe it's been more of, of a lifestyle for you rather it than is. you learning how to fight. Absolutely. I mean, like like I, like I said, we've talked before, Lewis, it's, um, it's not just about fighting. Uh, martial arts is, of course, martial means uh, to war, or the warring arts, but, um, you know, there's, there's discipline, there's integrity, there's... Um, the, the lifestyle that goes with it, you know, respectability, respect your peers, respect uh, uh, the folks you train with. It's not just about, uh, you know, tattoos, mohawks, and uh, colorful uh, things and just jumping out there. And that's, you know, MMA, I, you know, I hope it uh, <clears throat> comes back to um, a respect. There's a lot of really fine MMA fighters out there that come from uh, various backgrounds that are really, really respectful. But it also attracts a lot of people that, you know, they they think they can fight, and then they, you know, because they got a few tattoos and they wear tap out and affliction wear, but they, you know, they, they're lacking in the in a lot of ways, you know. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, even uh, Dana White said this himself, you know, that the the basis of of UFC has to do with martial arts itself. It's not just people getting in there, as you said, throwing right. on a pair of uh, of. Um, well, I, I mean, I can't promote the brand, but whatever shorts, whatever MMA shorts you're going to wear, sure. and you're going to put on some gloves, and you're going to wear, you're going to pretty up and get tanned and muscled up, and thinking you're going to go in there and just brawl. You know, the uh, right. the, the era right. of Tank, the era of Tank Abbott, and uh, and what's his face uh, is over. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, th- these guys were, you know, figures that you know you got to respect to the sense that they jumped in there and did it. But, you know, they were always lacking. They were very one-dimensional fighters, and I'm not taking nothing away from them, man. But uh, the, the area of, uh, like you said, the street fighter getting in there and the one-dimensional fighter, those days are long gone. You're right. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I mean, and I mean, Dana White's got it right. You know? Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like someone like Tank Abbott or, or whoever it may be, you know, that a brawl is, they may know how to brawl. They can pack a heavy punch, you know. But right. we're, we're talking about the foundation because it's beyond getting in there and fighting and it's about going and you know and training and learning and honor and respect and being able to pay it forward to the people that you teach and that's what you do in cape cod yes yes we have a uh, school right in uh, plymouth mass cape cod fighting alliance and um got some phenomenal students right now that are competing. We're a competition school, but mm-hmm. I also have people in here that are doctors and lawyers and accountants and, and, and all walks of life that are in just to learn the art form and uh, to better themselves either physically, mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and to just better their lives all around. And that's, what, you know, that's the goal as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's what it should be, and, um, you know, yes. and that's what you're doing over there. Now, right. after you trained, you know, all these years, you know, how, how long ago did you uh, did you open up uh, Cape Cod uh, Fighting Alliance? Well, we've been open about uh, six years now. Okay. All right. Six years, me and Pat Schultz. Pat, Pat Schultz, another uh, fine fighter. Yep, UFC veteran. Yep. Exactly. And um, 
all around great athlete, good guy. You know what I mean? So we've been open six years, so we got something going on, and uh, we've been consistent, and we put a lot of good. Well, you know, besides, you know, bettering people's lives, we do have a great fight team that fight all over the Northeast. We have, at one time, we had four or five fighters in the top ten, little school who we are in on the Cape. And um, they were in the top ten, right up there with, you know, guys like Sia Tong and uh, Bomb Squad, White Crew, and certain other schools, you know. Yeah, but then it's all about how you train your your people, how you train your students, right. you know, how, how you groom them. And right. and how you build them because again I keep going down uh, back to the foundation but the foundation is the most important thing, you know I don't care if it's right, you know, is martial yeah. arts or you're raising a child the foundation's important. Yeah, well we have a curriculum here, Lewis, and and it's just like you're saying the foundation is there's a curriculum going on here where it's not like you see a lot of schools and uh, I'm not just saying in this area but all around where you walk in and it's pickup. It's like, hey, Lewis, me and you, what do you want to do? You want to roll, Lewis, what do you want to do, box? No, 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 no. You come on in, we, we have structured classes for, for each. We have beginner's classes, we have advanced classes, we have jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes, we have Muay Thai classes, we have MMA classes, and for each group, for advanced, beginner, intermediate, and each one of those classes is structured around that group of people. So they're not just jumping in there and you're just, it's not pickup, you know what I mean, Louis? Right, right, of course. You're not. People aren't just coming in and just jumping into something and then the next day doing something else that has nothing to do with what you did the day before. Exactly. We have a we have a method, a, a, method, uh, a method behind it. There's a, a lack of a better word. There's a method to the madness, and um, everybody's growing at a rapid pace, and it's from the structure, and that's you know the tradition of, and I and I've gotten that through the. Uh, through the um, the martial arts, the traditional martial arts from from my you know growing up, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you've done it long enough, and you've built up, and you started your organization, and I see it. And I, I've seen your students up close, and I see how you are with them, and how you train them, and how they get right. in there, and how they compete. And right, right. When, when lose a drawer, you know, uh, at the end of the day, they they do battle with honor. And they do respect. Oh, we we we, yeah. they respect we, we when come they in there. Yeah, we're 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 bringing people to fight and and to compete and uh, win or lose. We always uh, we try to make a statement. I mean, you were there. We my kids took the whole Northeast New England penetration. Yeah. All of my kids. Yeah, but they all and, I, and again, I I pointed out they got in there, they did their thing, and they still, even though they won. There was still respect for their opponent at the end of the day. Absolutely, I, I insist on that. I, I insist. Yeah, well, I mean, so, some organizations don't do that. Look, I've been. It's funny, and and we, we were just you know talking about MMA and how you know you have the basis of being martial arts. You know, I've I don't know how many times throughout the country do that I I travel and I and I see schools Taekwondo whatever the case may be, and then all of a sudden. A year later, a year and a half later, it's like MMA training. Same people in there, but now it's MMA training. You know, uh, right. I, you know. It, I guess they're going with what's trending in order for them to make a buck. I Good know. point. Yeah. Good point. It, it, this is the thing, and I see it around this as healthies in mass, and without naming any names, as I can name, I'm not going to name names, but uh, schools that were traditional karate schools, uh, people jumping on the bandwagon of MMA. Yeah, and there's there's no there's I mean listen, I respect anybody that teaches martial arts, but 
what's your lineage? What is your lineage to teach this? You know, what I mean, have you and who have you trained with? Because I mean, t- typically, if you're you're training fighters and to get into the ring, and you don't have a background in any combative arts to to, to say, um, what's I mean, you you're, you could be hurting somebody down the line. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. You know, if you if you're training someone, and you're not qualified, then that's a problem. You know, I agree, uh, and, and we see it all the time. People are hanging their shingles out there. MMA, MMA, well, MMA, yeah, it's a new trend like BJJ was 11, 12 years ago. When Hoist uh, Gracie in 93 and, and that made that that, uh, that statement, uh, going back even more, people were, oh, we're grappling, we're grappling. I mean, right now I'm looking right across the way. I'm in the car having this interview, and Daniel Gracie just pulled up. We just picked him up from Rhode Island. We have the... Uh, multiple world-time champion and pride veteran and Bellator veteran right here training with us tonight at CCFA. Yeah, but, you know, he's training there because he knows you have a great facility and he knows you guys are the real deal. Yeah, he's going to be walking me into the cage Saturday night. He's been my instructor for 11 years. And what I'm getting at is he's been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu since he was seven years old. I believe he's... 38 years old. I mean, so do the math. I mean, this guy's been doing this all his life. His credentials speak for themselves, world champion. And and multiple uh, Bellator and Pride ch- uh, veteran and many, many uh, Valley Tudo fights. You know what I mean? So this guy knows his stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah but even with, take, the, with the Gracie family, you know, Mike, sure. you know, when they, when they hang a banner, it doesn't say right. MMA training, Gracie MMA. It's like it's, no, Gracie, no. it's their style, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and this is what it is. You know, it's exactly what it is. It's crazy jujitsu, exactly. Yeah. And um, and 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 you know, if we're getting in deeper into the mixed martial arts, uh, you know, MMA in, entails much more than, of course, BJJ. Uh, it, you know, it entails. You know, I like to say that the, the Muay Thai, mm-hmm. BJJ, wrestling, boxing, mm-hmm. and some and some karate in there, and judo's good too. You know what I mean? So. I mean, there's a background of, um, and, and I always search out the best instructors. I've throughout my life, I've always tried to find the best instructors. I guess it's almost like buyer beware, Lewis. You really gotta, you gotta search out who with the lineage and who's the best at this, and what are your credentials? I mean, if someone was gonna do, if you were gonna have open heart surgery, do you, do you want the best doctor that's been doing it for 20 years and had successful operations, or do you want to? Pick somebody that's just yeah. first operation. I don't think so. Well, maybe, you know what I mean? Well, maybe you, get, you can have an eye doctor uh, give you heart surgery. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to go with the guy that's you know that's that's proven and right. and um, you know we have a proven track record. My uh, Muay Thai coach is, I mean, arguably to me, he's the best striking coach in the world today, especially for MMA. Arguably in the top five. People, we could argue, we could go back and forth to some of the people, Duke Rufus and, uh, you know, different people throughout the world, but I think Krumak Delagrati is the, the number one striking coach in, uh, in the MMA community in the world today, and I've been training with him for nine years. I mean, you know, we have a great uh, rep- uh, relationship, you know. Well, I, I want to state this, because, I mean, we've been, we're talking about schools and what they do, some, some do. Um, I, I also, you know, like I know some schools, they change their curriculum. And they add yep. legitimate uh, components to their to their curriculum. They may bring in someone 
to, to, to teach Muay Thai. They may bring in someone to teach grappling, and that's why they just right, change right, their, right. their signage. I understand that. But sure. if someone, if you, are, if you are a Taekwondo uh, trained practitioner, and you change mm-hmm. your, your signage to say now you're teaching MMA, I, I don't understand the qualifications that qualify someone to, to be well-rounded, as you said, in the boxing, grappling, and, and uh, yeah. stand-up, and, and uh, you know, uh, in jujitsu, I don't understand because uh, you have to be qualified in order to do that. I and that, that's my opinion anyway. No, your opinion is absolutely right, and it's right on the mark because I have a seriously a serious problem with that. It's like, hey, don't, don't, don't be someone you're not. You know, what I mean, I I respect the guys that put the time in mm-hmm. to earn, to learn their their uh, you know their art, mm-hmm. uh, but. You know, this is this is serious business. You you got two guys going in the in the, in the octagon cage, and um, it, you know, there, there's just so many guys out there that are putting that shingle out there, like you said, and they have no basis. What's your? I always ask this: What's your lineage? And I'm not necessarily saying that an instructor has to fought in there, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's not necessarily true, too. But I will tell you this: uh, and, and and in MMA. Any kind of high-level competition, from football to anything, it's a mental game in mm-hmm. the back room. And I believe, I believe with all my heart that, um, you know, and I've always said this scenario that you, you go, you're in the back room, Lewis, and it's me and you, you're fighting tonight, Lewis, and mm-hmm. I'm your coach. Mm-hmm. But I've never fought in MMA. I've never done any competition. But you're going into the cage, and I look at you, and I hit you on the back. I go, come on, Lewis, we can do this. I said, nah, you got to do good. This is what I want you to do. Well, halfway down the runway, you're going, what the hell is this guy talking about? He's never done this. Right. You know, there's a, mo- a moment in a man's mind. He goes, what's this guy talking about? You lose respectability there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the mental aspect. I've seen men lose fights in the back room because the coaches did not handle it because they've never been in that situation. It's like, it, I'll give you another scenario. When uh, the Vietnam War broke out, Mm-hmm. Or even the Korean, let's say the Korean War. Well, who did they use to train the, the new recruits at, at all these uh, uh, deployment centers? World War II veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Guys that were in the trenches. You get what I'm saying? No, I get exactly you know, what it, you're saying. It wasn't guys behind the desk doing, uh, um, you know, interview, uh, not interviews, but, uh, you know, writing different things or, you know, pushing the buttons around. These guys were in the trenches. And that's the importance of who. And, and and even in Vietnam, who who they use? They use Vietnam. They use the uh, Korean War veterans yeah, well, to uh, teach these men. You know, and, and I'll expand on that thought a little bit because you brought up the military. Uh, have ever you seen the movie Platoon? And there's, Absolutely. A, there's a scene in there where you have the lieutenant, which was an educated guy, became lieutenant. Then you had the two. Yep. You had the two actual warriors where no one respected yep. the, the the lieutenant, but they had to listen to him. Okay, right, right. but but it's the same thing. When you go in a war, you want to make sure that you have someone by your side that's fought a war. Right on. Okay, so, right on. It's, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's just it's it's. It, Bruce Lee said, uh, "You can't learn to swim by watching a videotape. You got to get in the water." And that and you know and 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 that brings me to why am I competing at forty nine years old? Two reasons: I can do it still. I feel good, and I do it for my students to show them. Listen. Age is a number. I'm still out there doing it. I feel great doing it, and I love the. I got the feeling of competition. So, if I can do it, you sure as I can do it. If well, you'd like to do it. Well, you're leading by example. 
leading by example. And, you know what and, I mean? And you put, you put like your words. You, you actually have put them to the test. You know, because you can. You, I mean, you can. You can, anyone can say anything, but you right. actually put your money where your mouth is, and you've been doing. I you, always have. Yeah, but you've been you've been getting in, and just in, in the world of martial of mixed martial arts, you've been getting in that cage in that ring for quite some time. I've competed since I've been a child in karate tournaments when it was basically full contact karate tournaments. Okay, and then and then I fought my first mixed martial arts fight at 44 years old. I had people tell me, "You're out of your mind." I said, "That may be so, but I said I feel good and I'm going to do this." And I won my uh, reality title, uh, 145 title of the Northeast at, at 45 years old. And 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 from 45 to 47 was. Uh, ducked by top, the top five guys in the 145 division in the Northeast. I, I, I wanted fights with, with numerous guys who will name, remain nameless, but they didn't want to fight me. But at the, I mean, I wanted to test myself, you know? Well, I mean, I, I think that as a true martial artist, you, you're, always, you're always learning, and you're, you're always trying to test yourself and test your skills. Sure. And sure. I think, and you mentioned Bruce Lee, um, I think that he was always doing that to himself. Not that anyone put the pressure and said, "Oh, we'll challenge you." It, it was like a self-inflicted thing. Anyone that uh, that is is constantly evolving, and in martial arts, you're constantly evolving. There's no end. There's no end. Exactly. Exactly. So you're always I mean, you're always progressing. I give you an example. I've been training with Crew Mark Delagrande for nine years. You think you got a certain kick down, like the low tie kick, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, got, I think I got a nice kick. And boy, he looks at it. A crew toy comes over from the main camp, the main trainer from City Art Talk. And they'll look at it and they'll always have a little correction, to, a little piece of advice to make it a little bit better. So it's just like you said. You're always evolving. You can always fix things. There's always I learn from my white belt. You know, I got my black belt two years ago in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I, and I have students saying, Mike, what do you think of this? Oh, that's cool, man. Let's try that out. And I learn all the time from these guys. But that's keeping your mind open and, and being yeah. and just being flexible because you can't, you can't be so, so kind of concrete in your, your learning or your training because if that's the case, right. concrete breaks. Yes, flexible. Yeah, I'd rather be the rubber. Slap me around. That's it, Flex. So the tree that's dead in the in the uh, in the hurricane breaks breaks in half, and the and the and the tree that's bendable flows, goes with it. You know what and, I mean? So and, and keeps growing. Cliche things, but we can learn from them. You know? Yeah, definitely no no, no doubt about that, Mike. All right. Now on that note, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Mike Loco Lobo Gresh. Forgot their shiny swords Beneath the headlights We look for lovers on billboards And do you like it here? In this city Our lives are right behind the shore Just look beside you and In your head tally the fake score Do you like it here? Forget what are we fighting for? To need to want to feel, to wish to live, to see that. 
You cannot fail until you fold. But once you compare, you're closer than to being sold. And do you like it here?
the Lord only helps those who help themselves, but that's the way of those who love and not season well. I would, my Lord, must be someone else, but when me take it out, he helps those who help someone else. And granted, you have your own affairs, so you say you'll help yours and they'll help theirs. And so your response, you think that no one cares. Oh Lord, if they only know you are there. This world would be such a beautiful world of we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to live in love. This world would be such a beautiful world. All right, we're back, and you were just listening to some tunes from uh, the Pure Film movie. That's a, a project uh, that that was put together by some very good friends of mine, uh, Stephanie and Kelsey McNeil. Uh, it's a documentary film project bringing attention to child trafficking and trying to, to prevent it. Uh, and if you are interested in learning more about it, go to this website, www.thepurefilm.com, and find out how you can get involved. Now, uh, we, uh, and also, be, before I, uh, I continue, uh, we have um, this Saturday, okay, in Plymouth, Mass., we have Cage Fighting Extreme going on. Uh, in order to find out more about it and to get buy tickets, because you definitely don't want to miss this show, go to www.cagefx.com. That's www.cagefx.com. Get your tickets because this place, the Jungle Plex, gets sold out. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's If you've never been... To one of their events, you have to go because, I mean, the the, the the crowds are just ridiculous. Okay, but now let's get back with uh, with Mike Loco Lobo Gresh. And uh, let's get back and let's talk about um, what his his mixed martial arts background, what he's been doing. You, uh, if and again, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, sure. But you when you uh, when you had you were fighting reality fighting. Okay, and you yep. became a champion uh, yep. in that organization, and then uh, then you were fighting with. Uh, how, how did you get involved with uh, uh, CFX Cage Fighting Extreme? I just um, started hearing about and putting on some nice shows around the Northeast, and um, and it caught my attention in Brockton. I was like, I'm like, wait a minute, who's this girl putting on these shows? This good-looking woman. Let's forget Gary here for a second. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Linda stands out a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. We love we love Gary, but Linda stands out. I'm like, look at this female promoter. And what is she doing? It just intrigued me. You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, you know, I you know, I went to a show and uh, I met them and um, they took me out to dinner and uh, and then I was going to uh, started, uh, I think I put maybe a student of mine in one of their shows. I'm pretty sure that happened. It was might have been the other way around, but I either fought for him or one of my students fought for him first, and I just liked the way they, they operated and uh, they conducted themselves, and um, they treated the fighters and the way they treated me, and um, I, I fought for him, and like I said, it, 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 everything went good except for one thing. Guess what happened? You my love... opponent didn't show up the day of the weigh to fight me. Oh, that's, that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's part for the course, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, really, dude? I said, so I, I just cut 15 to 18 pounds. I came in on the money at 145 and a half. 
and my opponent didn't show, so I had to fight on their show. I had to fight a kid that was tw before the commission was in. I had to fight a kid that was twenty pounds bigger than me. So, and you know that that's one thing when you when you're when you have a, a fight lined up. I don't care if you're sick, whatever that you show up and yeah, at the at the very least, give the respect. Don't not show up. Oh my goodness, that was a that was a bummer for me. I was like, wow. you kidding me? And, I, and the other thing is, when you train for a certain kind of opponent, Lewis, and then you end fighting up, then you, now you're fighting another guy, and the next day it throws you off a little. So I'm like, okay, so that was a good test for me, and um, I I passed with flying colors. I TKO'd the kid in the first round, but. Um, it was an interesting, uh, you know, just a tr train of events at, at, at that moment, you know. And um, I don't wish, it's just I really emphasize what you said. If you sign for a fight, you better damn show up. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't fight, you have to show up. You have to, just out of respect. you got to lose credibility in this. And listen, this is one of the few areas of professions where, uh, you know, we're not fooling around here. This is serious business. These mm. guys, you know what I mean? Okay. It, it, it's. I mean, I hate to say it is. It's a martial art, and, and so on and so forth. But it gets violent in there, and it's just, and it's and it's. There's a lot of trash talking going on, and there's a lot of two men are stepping in the cage. All your your strengths are, are going to be exposed in front of three thousand people, and all your weaknesses are going to be exposed in front of three thousand people. It's a very serious business. Um, you, you, if if you sign for a fight, you sign a contract, and you don't show up. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. You just lost all credibility with the whole community now. Oh yeah, yeah, because that not that, just with me. Well, that doesn't just go unheard, you know. That just, I mean, that that rumors get around, and you know, whoever they're it, whoever whoever they're fighting, if that guy is um, a blowhard, ooh, you're gonna hear about it for six months. <laughs> yeah, and, the other, and, and, and seriously, I'll, and, I, and I'll even go and step um, farther. Um, I show up. Even if I knew I was going to get my ass kicked, just to, you know, just you know, it's a matter of it's a matter of integrity and pride you know, when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? It's this is a this is a this is a serious sport, and uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's a, it's it's, it's and it's a prize fighting. There's there's money involved too. I mean, it's not just you know integrity and pride and all that. But let's face it, this this sport has become big. Yeah, but and there's, and it, but there's it, a lot it, of money involved. But it, but it comes down to having honor. You know, uh, and, and that and that's the high. I agree. That's yeah. the that's the. I would hey, I would do this fight Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. For nothing. To get out there and to test myself and to compete. Don't let Gary hear that. <laughs> no, don't tell Gary that. He'll probably hear it anyways. But hear it anyway. I really would. I really would. I'd be just to test myself and to compete because me getting out there, it also it does bring students in. And, and but I do it for you know I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the students. I'm doing it for. Um, a test. I, 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 I hate to be that guy that's seven years old and you look back on your life and go, geez, I wish I did that. Yeah. What a wasted life, my friend. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's why every any opportunity, I see it in you, that any opportunity you do step up to show yep. your, your, your show your ability. You know, I've seen you with your students uh, as they compete and how you're yep. right there by their side. You're not in the back having a coffee or doing no. something else, you're there, right there, within inches from them while they're battling, right. and they know they know you're there. Okay, so that, right on. But that all that helps them to get where they need to be, and them knowing that that you're there to support them 
is is, is yeah. a big thing. It's a it's a really big thing. I, I got you know what really what's really excited me. Um, the two things that excited me in the last year, and the first thing was uh, uh, I started a jujitsu class for young kids about a year ago, and and the uh, response we've had down here uh, has been phenomenal. I've also been you know I have I have young kids that I've been training since 11 years old, and in MMA and Muay Thai and so on and so forth that have really they're like 17 years old now, mm-hmm. and and these kids. My goodness gracious, the new the future of MMA is coming up within the next year. I have two kids who remain nameless right now. They're going to make such a stir in the Northeast, Lewis, that you, you, you remember me remember me saying this. Two, I have two kids right uh, now, maybe three, three kids. They're going to make such a stir that the storm that is going to be unleashed in the next year is going to be phenomenal. And I'm not doubting you at all because I know I know you and I know how you... You deal yep. with the with your students, and I know you train people. I know your your background, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that now. Yeah, uh, you, you you will because um these kids, I got one 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 in particular. This kid is a phenom, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal, all around awesome martial artist from wrestling, state champion to uh, BJJ Muay Thai boxing. He's got it all, and he's and you know what the and the, the thing is like we go back to this all the time, Louis. He's a respectful young kid who does well in school. The martial arts has changed his life, and that's what I'm all about, is changing these kids' lives. So they're not out there in the streets, and they're not doing drugs, and they're not acting silly out there because this is what we need more schools in the cities. The inner cities, uh, you know, you've heard some great success stories from boxing gyms in the city that, you know, have taken a kid that's, you know, had trouble with the law and turned his life around. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And this is what we're trying to do here, too, you know? Well, I look, I've seen it in so many different, you know, beyond martial arts, I've seen it in, in life. If you give yeah. someone that glimmer of hope, okay, yes. they'll make something happen. Look, I was just reading a story, uh, what, t- today, actually, um, about yep. a kid in uh in Cincinnati. No, no, sorry, Cleveland that mm-hmm. was homeless, teenager, homeless, living from couch to couch, couch to couch for over like a year and a half. Yeah. And just got accepted to Harvard. Yeah. Okay, but that's, that, that's that, the stories I want to hear, man. Yeah, but that that's what it's about. It's about having a goal no matter how outrageous. I mean, think about it. This kid's homeless, bouncing around. People and he's and he's saying, "Look, I'm going to go to Harvard." And people are like, yeah, you're homeless. I don't think so. But he yeah, did nothing's it. Nothing's impossible. Yeah, nothing's nothing. impossible. That, that's the thing. You have to just lay out the opportunity. If you create the opportunity, then you know people will be able to right. at least try to get to that point. It's all about gameness. It's all about never stop and lose. It's never mm-hmm. about I, – I don't believe in the word quit. I just don't believe it. It's not in my vocabulary. You know what I mean? I just don't believe it. Yeah. I think anything you achieve, you want to achieve, you can achieve it by working hard, tr- you know, treating people right. You don't have to cheat, steal, or lie. Mm. Work at it hard and don't quit. That's the word. Don't quit. Yeah, but that that's that's a key thing. Don't quit. Keep fighting. Keep making things happen. You know. And now at the age of forty nine, you're getting back into the cage uh, this weekend. Right. And actually, yes, sir. Be- but before we get into that, I, I have a sure. question. Uh, are you involved in any charities? Um, you, not that I know of. Uh, but but you're doing stuff for the kids. 
I'm doing stuff for the kids. If you could sit, yeah, I mean, you know, of course. I, I try to do as much as I can for the kids. You yeah. know, well, that's what it's about. You know, you're giving, you're paying forward. I, yeah, I, I try to put my time into these kids. I have a couple great instructors with me that really, uh, they they put a lot into the kids too. Um, that's just uh, phenomenal to see these young kids grow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, look, I'm asking you if you do any charity. Like, I don't. Not that I know of. No, it had nothing to do with with, with uh, <laughs> cancer society or anything right. like that. It had to do with you know the the what I you guess. what you give back. You know, and that's what I you g- do. I guess you're right. Then I do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you do. I I see it. You know, sure. And you're you're developing the next round, the next generation, and making it happen. And they're going to see you this this upcoming weekend in Plymouth. Right. You're going to be fighting in your backyard at the age of 49. You're getting in the cage. Yes. All right, on Saturday, and you know, tell me how you feel about that. I'm anxious, to be honest with you. I feel anxious. I go through moments of little anxiousness. And I go through moments of peace. Um, not not a serious anxiousness, but just like what, well, ready to go, I guess, if you want to say it. Okay. Um, ready to go. Ready to ready to unleash leash what I've trained hard for the last seven eight weeks for. Um, to show people that you know what, win or lose, I'm in there. It's going to be a great contest. The kid, I'm. Kid I'm competing against is definitely no tomato can. He's uh, one of the top 155 fighters in the Northeast. Uh, I believe he's a high-level purple belt or brown belt under the Machado brothers, under Tim Burrell. Okay. Uh, really respectful kid. So it's going to be, um, it's gonna be. let's put it this way, it's going to be exciting because I make it exciting. I'm going, I'm going right in there and I'm going to take it to him. Well, and that's what you do, Mike. That's that's exactly what you do. Now you're now you're fighting. Uh, what, what weight are you coming in at? Or do you hope to come 160. in at? One sixty. We're doing one sixty. Okay, one sixty. Weight like a one sixty. So this is a little heavier than you normally fight at. Yes, yes, I could do. I could fight at one forty five. But what I thought I've what I've really worked on in the last uh, six months is trying to put at least a couple pounds of muscle on. You know what I mean? So you're gonna Where, come, uh, you're gonna come in stronger. I, I feel real strong. Mm-hmm. I got that old man strength cooking, Lewis. You know what I mean? And I, I and there's something to that. You know, it's like I, I always like it like this. That when 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 the hunters go out and shoot a deer, the old the old deers that they're, they're tough. The, the the meat is tough as hell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta put it in the crock pot. But the young deer, it's a nice tender meat. You know what I mean? So there is something to that old man strength. You know what I mean? Well, I think. I think this Saturday. I don't know who you're fighting. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, I know who he is. Yeah, and, and I don't know too much about him. No, not. You his, know. Name's, his name's Pistol Pete Jeffries, and he's a he's a very a fantastic um, fantastic kid. He's uh, it's, it's just a very um, respectable match where you can have two high level jujitsu guys submission fighters mm-hmm. going at it in the cage and it's going to be uh, uh not a grudge match or anything like that you're gonna have two high level guys going at it with uh respectability but it's going to be it's going to be uh lack of a better word violent yeah well when pistol pete is coming this is not the wild wild west it's definitely not the okay corral you're going into the cage yep. you know and, yep. and you're going in there to to, to do your thing and and when i think that you, know, you mentioned about you talked about hunting uh, Mike, yes. Mike, I'm going to say this, and sure. this is going to this this is intense, but I think yes. you're going to hunt the hunter. I believe you're right. I'm ready yeah. to. Let's put it this way: this kid I'm fighting is a really high high level kid, and he's tough as nails. But I'll tell you right now: when you're 49 years old, if he for one instance took it in his brain, oh, he's still 49 years old. He made a serious miscalculation. 
if he just for one moment, if he even thought of that, well, we're going to push him. She's going to push him. Well, let me tell you something. My training partners here are in there right now waiting for me. These guys, these Brazilians, I train exclusively with the Brazilians. I train a lot with some American boys. But I have a few Brazilian training partners in there that are 190 pounds, high-level guys, uh, competitors that, that go to Grapples Quest, uh, Pan American Champions. These guys outweigh me by 20, 20, 30 pounds, and I've been in there pushing myself with fresh opponents for the last seven weeks. So uh, you're not going to get me tied in there, my friend, and I'm strong as heck right now. So it's going to be... I would assume he didn't take me for granted because, um, you know, he, I know he, he knows who I am. So if he was smart, he trained like a dog. Uh, I'm sure that Pistol Pete is, is, is slinging out there doing his thing. Um, but uh, you have three things going in your favor, Mike, and yep. no doubt about it, okay? First, your experience, okay, yep. and, and you're, you're, hard, you're, hard, you're hard as a rock. All right, you're, you're, hard as a rock. I'm, I'm going to say a la Rocky, Plymouth Rock. Oh, there you go. So your heart is your heart is that rock. All right, now you're, you're training, and you're you're fighting at a weight that's about ten to fifteen pounds, which you normally fight at. Sure. All right, you're coming in with some strength, so you have yeah, resilience. You have resilience. You have strength, and now you're fighting guys that outweigh you by thirty, forty, fifty, sixty pounds. You're coming there with 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 some sort of uh, some some really um, how can I put it? You're you're getting knocked around. So you're coming in there with, with some with some you lumps. To, yeah, you're you're absolutely yeah. right. And you know what? I, I just want to say one thing. I'm not don't take this with a a, a thing of pride. Uh, but I have a saying, and I truly believe this, and I've always said this in all my life, is that. Uh, there might be people there with a little better technique than me. They might be uh, a little more uh, uh, loose around the edges. But I'll tell you something right now. Nobody. I always say this. Nobody's. I have this in my mind. That's why when I went in the cage, I say I don't think there's anybody out there tougher than me. Yeah. And I, I bring that to the ring or the cage. And with that mentality, there's nobody tougher than me. I'm going to out-tough you. If I can't out-technique you, I will out-tough you. And that's going to be it. Well, that that's what it comes down to. You, if you, I mean, what 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 did what did Rocket say in the movie? It's not how hard you get hit, but it's how that's many right. how many times you're gonna get up, and how how many times you're gonna get up. You have to keep getting up, and that's the thing. If someone wants to that's beat great. you, they have to actually knock you the hell out. Well, you know, to, to add to that, I fought Josh LeBurge two years ago at Plymouth in Memorial Hall for the Reality 145 title. He was 26 years old, and I was 47 years old. Okay, and uh, I took him to a, a three-round decision. I put 16 stitches in him. He put four in me. Uh, he knocked out Dan Bunnell twice at Bellator. He, he knocked out Anthony Leon with a knee to the face. Anthony Leon is the ranked 135 fighter in the Northeast and ranked in the 145, very tough kid from Bomb Squad. Mm-hmm. And the old man took him three five-minute rounds, and he said on the microphone, and Bill Murphy is his manager, he said, I never fought a tougher kid in my life than that old man. So this is what's coming to beat Jeffries this weekend. And I, and I say that with complete respect to him as a, as a martial artist. Well, I hope he comes fully loaded because at the very least, you know, you guys are going to put on a hell of a show. You speak highly oh. of him, and I... I he has to come Absolutely. in with respect for you because of not only what you've accomplished in the cage, what you've accomplished in in your martial arts career. 
thirty something right. years, I, Mike. Thirty something years. You you took it. You brought it. You made it. You're filled with uh, res- with resilience. You're you're as I said. You're you're like uh, you're like a board man that doesn't want to break. You're like that petri- petrified wood that doesn't want to break. And, <laughs> and, and, and 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 you're and you're gonna bring this kid. If if anything, if if he bring takes anything out of this, he's yeah. it's gonna make him a better fighter. Oh, the ki- listen! This is gonna. Be, we're gonna have. We're gonna shake hands beforehand, and we're gonna shake hands afterwards. Win or lose, and, and it's gonna be a fantastic, technical, violent spectacle for all ages to come and see. Uh, people are, like Gary was saying and Linda that there's people coming to see this match more than some of the MMA fights because uh, he's a like I said he's a very. Uh, highly ranked and very respected fighter in the Northeast, and um, I just can't wait to get in there with the kid and show and show the fans what's going to happen. It's going to be it's going to be epic, bro. Yeah, well, this is this is UF style fighting. UF style. U, I'm sorry, UFC style fighting. UFC style sure. competition coming to Cage Fighting Extreme this Saturday and Plymouth, right your backyard, you're going to do it. Now, what's the website for your school? So in case anybody is listening and they want to, um, they're in your area, they want to find out more about you, man. Yep, CapeCodFightingAlliance.com. Everything's spelled out, CapeCodFightingAlliance.com. Yep, dot uh, com, and we're also on Facebook. If you just click on Cape Cod Fighting Alliance, we have a nice site on Facebook, and that and that would be a good site to uh, all right, good deal. So, anyone that's listening out there, CapeCodFightingAlliance.com, check it out. Find out more about Local Lobo. Find out more about what's happening in the school with the other trainers there. And more, yeah. most importantly, see Mike Grish, Local Lobo. Get into it with Pistol Pete Jeffries this Saturday, Cage Fighting Extreme, Plymouth, Mass, at the Jungle Plex. You don't want to miss it because. I I don't want to miss it. All right, but I think this is going to be like a match of, as in, in your words, Mike, of epic proportions, where you you guys are going to bring it. You're not going to sing it. You're not going to bring it. You're not you're going to bring it. You're not going to spray it. You're going to just make it all happen, and you're going to put on a hell of a show for all the fans. And that that's what you're going to do. All right, Mike. I know you have to get in there and you have to train. So I'm going to actually let you go now. Go do your thing because you have a few more days of training. And then uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it after your match. Well, thanks for having me. I'm very sorry for uh, you the last few times. I love you dearly, brother. You got it, my man. Go do your thing, and I'll see you Saturday. Yes. What is your major malfunction? All that is your written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.